This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You're listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. This is Hot Mike, a.k.a. I've got a head cold, a.k.a. I swear it's not COVID, a.k.a. JK, it's probably COVID. And you're safe, though, because you are... You, you are behind the screen of technology that prevents you from microbials. And I'm here with Lynx from Bankless. Lynx, thanks so much for your time today on the pod. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So this is really cool. A community member, um, LiftCU, was like, hey, you totally should interview Bankless. And, uh, and you got to talk to Lynx. And they've got this card thing, so let's do it. And this was like a couple months ago. Booked out a couple months. We're popular. And, uh, and we, this is happening now. It's so exciting. I, um, I'm excited to learn more about Bankless, the Bankless card, get some Bankless alpha for the pool, the poolies. We're big Bankless fans over here. Um, Bankless is the OG DeFi cheerleader, cheerleading squad. And, uh, but first I thought links, we could start out with your journey into crypto. How's it going? How's it been? How'd you get here? Yeah, no problem. Thanks, and and you know, thanks for for giving me that background. Liveu is a is an incredible co- contributor. Did not realize um, that he could get out to as many places as he can, but I guess that's the beauty of Web three. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's going great. To answer your first question, um, I think that it's it's hard for it not to go great, even in this bear market for me at least. Um, but uh, I guess you're asking where I came from. Is that is that is that right? So the joke is most people just say, oh, well, my mom and dad met at a hot dog stand on Coney Island, you know, and they, they think, it, you know, but no, I just mean like, you know, how did you get into crypto? How did you get into bankless? What's your, where, what, what's your role currently? That, that sort of thing. Uh, so I first got into crypto in like 2011 and that was just after my, uh, uh, a startup that I had, had founded went bust and I was looking for something new and, and, you know, blockchain was the new technology at the time and it was really exciting and uh so i built a few like kind of like arbitrage bots for the central exchanges and uh it was it was cool it was interesting but ultimately it didn't really keep my interest and right around that time mount gox uh imploded and and all this stuff happened so um the technology was interesting but at the time um i just thought it was too speculative for me like the currency aspect of it uh, was intellectually interesting, but it like didn't actually fill a need that I had. Uh, and then recently, again, <laughs> like last year, when my when my most current startup went under, you can see a pattern here. Uh, I got back into it because I heard about these decentralized autonomized uh, autonomous organization, uh, and I was just so interested in that concept because at the startups that I had been working up uh, into that space, I'm I'm very much like a Web two startup guy. Um, the idea of ownership was just, uh, I was just not happy with the way that, that, you know, kind of stock options were working and, and ownership was working and, and ultimately, uh, how authority was working. So, you know, DAOs for me were kind of interesting. Uh, so I signed up for six DAOs. I, I joined the discords. I tried contributing and Bankless is the only one of those six that I continued, uh, to, to contribute to just because I absolutely love the vibe, um, it was very. It's a very welcoming community. It's a really cross-functional community. We have 14 guilds of of different disciplines. So you know, if you're a project manager, if you're a designer, if you're a video producer, if you're a developer, you know, there's guilds for you. So okay, yeah, um, I gotta stop no. you right there, Lynn. So this is my experience. When was this? What what year? Last Did you year. join? Last, Last year. year. Okay. Um. So, so like when? 
Because that, that's the same story for September. me. September. September. Okay, so I, I, I tried. That was the, everybody, when I was like, I need to get into crypto again, blah, blah, blah. People were like, you got to join Bankless. Get into Bankless. And so I did. And it was just such a massive discord. So massive. It, yeah. it was like, you know, it, I, I was just like scrolling for days just for the channels. I wasn't even in a channel scrolling. I was scrolling through the channels. And, um, and so I, I was just like lost. And then, and then, so I joined coordinate circle and then people started giving me bank and like, I tried to get a badge. I got the badge. I subscribed to the bankless newsletter. I got a badge, but I needed to take it from XDI and put it on mainnet. And that was like a ton of fees at the time. And I didn't have yeah. that yet. So I was like, well, I can't do that. So then I didn't get certain privileges that the bad badge should have given me. And, and, and. And then like I got into pool together and pool together, I didn't have to scroll through the channels. So, you know, like it was easier to, to because it was smaller. So I, I got in yep. and I pitched in and now I'm running the podcast. So uh, my question is, do you have any tips for somebody who is interested in bankless and see, is looking from the outside? What's a, what's, um, you know, the secret alpha on how to get involved in bankless? Because like I, I, I had to quit coordinate because I was just getting bank for no reason. I wasn't even doing anything. And I felt bad, so I like shut it down. <laughs> but I just how can how could somebody actually pitch in and get involved in in uh, Bankless right now? And then I would love for you to continue your story. Yeah, so I mean, the best way to do it I found is to just join uh, one of the weekly calls. Uh, there are like I was looking at the events uh, in in Pool Together, and I think you have like you know four upcoming events. If you look at the Bankless calendar, there are like probably like forty upcoming events. So you know you're definitely going to find some sort of weekly call that you're going to be able to attend, and then just check the vibe. That's what I did for the first two weeks. I just attended these calls and started talking to people. Uh, I reached out to community members, just making that first one to one connection. That's how you start contributing at Bankless DAO. And I think that, that um, the great thing about Bankless DAO is that people are so welcoming. I mean, this is in Web3 in general, but um, at Bankless DAO, there are talent coordinators for every guild. Uh, for some projects, that's true as well. Um, but in general, if you make that first one-to-one -one connection uh, with a member, uh, they were going to help you figure out your way. Uh, and so that's what happened to me. I was I was lucky enough to uh, fall into the Writers Guild, and and I, I met the talent coordinator at the time, Samantha J, and she just basically got me started. Um, I'm the kind of person as well who tries to like learn all the rules and everything. So I like read the notion for the entire Bankless DAO when I joined, and uh, and that's how I kind of figured out what I wanted to do. Um, and uh, being an editor was at the time the fastest way for me to um, accumulate bank. So so that's exactly what I did. You would edit, uh, and then I love that you slide into the DMs. The problem is, with, especially with Discord, that's where the the scammers live. So you gotta like, hey. You know, be it be public in the channels, be in the community calls, you know, and then and then like work your way into DMs of people who are actually like heavily involved, like actually contributing and then finding. I like that. OK, let's go. Now, what would you say that is that this, the is that the strategy currently for Bankless? Is it being an editor? Or what what do you think the current need is? Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know if that's the only way to do it. There's there's a lot going on more than I can keep track of. But I mean. If I was uh, if I was starting again, how would I do it? Hmm. 
That's a good question. You know what? Actually, editing bounties have gone up, so that might be a good way to do it. Writing is also uh, even more. Uh, bounties have gone up even further. So if you want to, if you're a writer, if you're an editor, um, join the Writers Guild at Bankless, and, and you'll definitely make the bank that you need uh, to proceed. Uh, the writing and media at Bankless is just like kind of our rock. That's kind of where we um, we're shipping every week. We're shipping. Uh, um, newsletters and and uh and you know long form posts and we're shipping um podcasts and everything so like any kind of media that you're interested in you can get involved there um yeah so that's that's probably a really good way for you to to get your your level one status to accumulate your bank i love this alpha okay so continue with your story so now now you're with bankless and now you're doing a card this yeah, is a greedy exactly card right. series yeah, Reading card well, series for Bankless. <laughs> are we I mean, doing like... when you when you first joined Bankless and how confused and 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 how confused you were just like because it was like so much and and also um just like how difficult it was. You were t talking about like bridging from XDI to Mainnet and how expensive it was. Uh, so the idea from Bankless Card uh, came from just the idea that the UX of Web three in general is the biggest barrier to adoption. All of these things that you're talking about, gas fees, um, trying to join a community and learning what you're going to do. If you have the time, if you have the gumption, if you have the technical ability, yeah, no problem. You can figure out how to do that. But I think the vast majority of people who are around today who could benefit from Web3 uh, don't have either the time, the ability, or the desire to do that, or you know, the sustained desire to do that. So that's where the card comes in. Um, the card is basically supposed to be a bridge from the real world to Web3. Uh, you know, like a, a credit card itself is is this kind of half physical, half digital asset. It allows you to 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 kind of have a digital touch in in the real world. And and using that card and a, and an associated app, um, you can start accumulating. Um, you can start accumulating social tokens from your favorite DAO, and uh, and you can start uh, interacting with Web three in a way. Uh, that is easy and and hopefully feels safe. I think like safety is a big uh, is a big issue. Everyone's worried about getting rugged. They don't know what getting rugged is when when they first join, but um, it's it's a it's a constant issue. So just like an easy and safe way to engage with Web three. When now like uh, getting rugged means you're in a stable coin and you could totally get rugged, you know. Yeah. So how how do you provide that safety? How do you how do you um, how do you um, make sure it's a hardwood floor? house with no rugs i mean i like to i like to call bankless card a wading pool it's not like a it's not like a walled garden it's a it's a wading pool into the rest of the the broad ocean of DeFi. it's a place for you to, to to start getting your feet wet so the app itself is a way for you i mean first of all um i'll, I'll tell you like the the baseline feature is you swipe the card like you swipe at any other place and you start accumulating tokens maybe it's bank maybe it's pool whatever it is but you start accumulating tokens those are your rewards uh and in addition to that uh and I should mention, um, every time you swipe a card, there is a transaction fee. Uh, and part of that goes to the card issuer, part of that goes to the transaction processor, part of it goes to the network. Um, in general, it's going to a bank. Uh, so instead, uh, because of new technologies and these like fancy fintechs, you can take some of that transaction revenue and you can aim it towards a DAO. Uh, and so that's what the card does when you swipe. Um, Part of your part of that transaction revenue uh, either goes to buying you a social token or it can be direct on-chain revenue to a DAO. Um, you know, for a pool together, which kind of has a revenue stream, uh, maybe maybe not so interesting. Um, but for a, a, a DAO like Bankless DAO, where we are still trying to figure out how this is going to work, it's more of a social DAO. Um, that's pretty compelling. 
And uh, for users who are trying to figure out how they can join this community, uh, just using a card like you would use anywhere else uh, to help you get into that community, I think that that's, uh, that's also something that people are pretty interested in. Now, I didn't answer your original question, which was how are people actually engaging? Uh, once you have these governance tokens, you can start voting, you can start uh, engaging yourself in governance, and uh, and the app is going to surface those uh, kind of action items that you can take in a really easy way so that you can do it. You know, you could scroll on Facebook or Insta, or uh, you could take a few minutes and 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 read a governance proposal and and vote on, on, uh, on something that's maybe going to change the way uh, that pool together works or or that bankless DAO works. Uh, so that's that's some of the early functionality. But in the future, I mean, think of it uh, as uh, potentially we're talking about pool together as it's one of those uh, it's one of those apps that gets people into DeFi. Imagine uh, Bankless Card, which which had had an easy access to the pool together uh, to the pool together contracts, so that you could do pool together right within the app itself. Um, that helps pool together because they're using the smart contracts you deployed. It helps Bankless Card because we're uh, we're making it easier for people to get in, uh, and it helps the the users themselves because uh, they can they can uh, basically trust what's going on there because we're going to be ensuring that it's safe for them. You're talking a lot of like compatibility here, links. You're, you're talking about bridges, which Vitalik is like, no, no, no bridges. But I know what you mean. You don't mean like those bridges, but um, the metaphorical ones, not the ones that get destroyed. Uh, but what about what about you're saying like it can connect with other communities. So it's not just earning bank tokens. Yeah, you could like hook it up to earn like like you're doing this partnership kind of thing because you totally just make it for yourself. Right. But that's not I mean, the we case. Could, so, we, we yeah, could make ahead. it for ourselves. Yeah. But I mean. Uh, the the point is to bridge the gap from the real world to Web3. And Web3 is, I think, um, pillared by these DAOs, pillared by by communities. Uh, at the end of the day, what we're talking about is is um, is bridging people to communities. And, you know, Bankless DAO is just, just one community. Uh, what we're going to do with Bankless Card is uh, find some launch partners that are DAOs uh, to originally, uh, uh, so when you get the app on day one, you'll be able to select which DAO uh, you want to accumulate tokens for. So that's, you know, your kind of reward tokens you get for using the card. Uh, and through that, that's how we're going to be creating these partnerships. And we can create even deeper partnerships as we uh, start getting more users. You know, the intent is uh, for the users, we're creating a streamlined process. And for the DAOs, we're creating uh, a way for them to get contributors, get engagement, get people holding their token. Uh, so hopefully, it's it's a situation where everyone wins. All the incentives are aligned. At least uh, that's what we're hoping. Oh, I love that. I'm all about that. Pool Together wants to be a partner. I'm only one contributor in the Pool Together community, but I, I'm sure we all agree. We would love to uh, get get on board. So let's keep talking about that, Links. But uh, I want to share with you a new feature at Pool Together that not a lot of people know about, but I think there creates this some interesting dynamics when you talk about a bank bankless card. So we have a multi-delegator tool and what we're encouraging people to do, like any individual depositor can deposit into pool together and pool together is a prize savings account. You put your money into whatever the, you know, massive pool is $40 million. Hopefully it'll be hundred. I mean, it's going to be like 150 million at the end of this year, uh, not financial advice, but you're, but you put your money into the pool and then you win prizes daily. Uh, yep. that, that prize amount can change and all of that, but like th it's like the fun. You put your saving money, pop, that's a bonus. You're winning money, also a bonus potentially. And then, uh, it, so that's great. But you can also like delegate your winnings to other people. 
So I love to onboard my normie friends. Uh, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to think through how to do a fiat on ramp and such. So I can actually just delegate to them and then they get USDC prizes, uh, on Polygon. And that, that, that then allows them to go do other things in DeFi or NFT land. Now, let me take that one step further. You have all these treasuries, you have all of these, um, you have, uh, you know, all these stables that are just sitting there from communities and from protocols and from projects and, and, uh, and you can delegate those stables to many people for a variety of different reasons. So I'm thinking, especially with bankless card, like what if I could be delegated money from some either pool together or bankless or some other community and my prizes go right onto my bankless card so that I can just spend those prizes first. So I'm just trying to think like, how can we use that multi-delegator tool hand in hand with bankless card so that like the prizes are actually what I'm spending and not like my actual money that I'm trying to save and such. Cause no loss is a big value here at pool together. What do you think? You want to vibe off that? Got any other idea? I mean, I think that makes total sense. And that whole, uh, so the thing that we have to, uh, that we're really concerned with at Bankless Card is, is making it so that regular people, people who don't have a lot of time, people who are crypto curious, I don't like to call them normies. I like to call them crypto curious, uh, have a path into this world without, uh, without all these barriers that are in their way. So when you talk about this multi-delegator function, it makes perfect sense. And the difficult part of it is going to be, how do we show that in a way? that a normal user can understand? How do we um, uh, allow people to learn these kind of DeFi concepts just by virtue of using this app? So using the app um, teaches you about these DeFi concepts. And, you know, when we launch the card, it's going to be pretty bare bones. It's really just going to be uh, swipe the card, gets the, get the rewards. But we're going to be starting to add things like swaps, stakes, uh, delegations, uh, voting, all this kind of stuff over time. But we have to do it in a way that's going to allow our users to learn uh, how to do it because then when they're ready, they can jump into the big wide ocean of Web3. Uh, you know, that waiting pool is is just a pit stop for some people. And uh, and I think like your multi-delegator method makes a lot of sense because um, when you have someone who could benefit from, uh, from, uh, from Web3, let's say uh, an artist friend, a musician friend who was trying to do the Spotify game, but it just doesn't make sense. They're not gonna hit 10 million people. Their music's not like that, but if they have a hundred fans, um, a music and NFT could be life-changing. They could quit their job. Uh, so, you know, just getting them started in some way, delegating them some funds, uh, making it easy to get their music from their computer into an NFT uh, that allows them to distribute it in a way that, that gets them paid. Uh, that's exactly what, what bankless card is for. How do you get money on a bankless card? Is there an account that you have to, can you explain the mechanics of it? Yeah. So it's, it's a card like a, like a lot of other credit cards. And in the last 10 years, there's been a lot of fintechs who've created technology around card issuing. So you don't have to go to one of these kind of traditional entrenched banks, Citibank, Bank of America here in Canada, we have some big ones as well. Um, but instead, you're using these kind of like new banks. And so you still have to do uh, a KYC. You still have to uh, um, uh, get issued a card. And for compliance reasons, uh, Visa has to know who you are. Uh, we still have to work with Visa. But uh, the difference with our card is uh, we are we are going to be... Uh, um, so I'll take you through the mechanics first, and then I'll tell you the difference. But yeah, so you do KYC. You, you get onto the app. Uh, you get a digital card immediately. You get a physical card shipped to you. Hopefully, that physical card uh, has uh, the the branding of the DAO of your choice on. I like to think that that DAOs are the new brands, and and uh, and so could you imagine having a a credit card that has uh, has your pooly on it? 
I think that would be amazing. Uh, it allows you to rep your, your DAO in real life. Uh, so taking, uh, taking that card, you swipe it, and in the app, you see that you got some rewards. And that app itself is also a wallet. So you can, uh, you can take that, that wallet. You could, you could use it uh, to, uh, to uh, collect all your, all, your, uh, all your funds from, that you're getting from the bankless coordinates or anything like that. Uh, or you could just let it accumulate until you become an L1 member or you could get your pool. And, um, and that's, how you, that's kind of the basic mechanics of it. Uh, so you can send and receive crypto as you would um, anywhere else. The way that you get money onto it is by connecting your bank account. So basically you connect your bank account as you do with many other credit card apps right now. Um, you, you get some funds, you put it in, uh, and that's how you spend the, the balance on the Is this going to be fully in action? So one of the things I like to say is that we, we're not in a rush. We like to work sustainably. Uh, we were hoping to have it by the end of this year. Uh, I think that that's possible. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, I'm not going to cry. Uh, I'm just going to keep working. And that's the way that we work. Uh, so yeah, I mean, tentatively, it would be great if we could get it out uh, before the Christmas season, because that is the uh, a season when a lot of people are using credit cards and uh, and it would be amazing. But if not, uh, we'll get it out next year. How do we get pool together to be on launch with the bankless card? How do we get pool well, cards? Well, I just need to to figure out how to how to work with you. Um, but in general, uh, what we're going to do, the way we're going to do it is um, we're going to buy the uh, the the tokens that we give off for rewards, we're going to buy them with that interchange revenue I talked to you about earlier. And we're going to buy them off of like a, a, a DeFi exchange. So like Uniswap, SushiSwap, whatever, wherever your your liquidity is. And then we're going to give it to users. Now, if, uh, so are you guys on? Uh, I think you guys are on Uniswap, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The answer is yes, so, yes. So it's it's pretty easy for us to do it permissionlessly, but it would be even better for us to to work with you guys to make it happen, so that you can actually have uh, your community uh, get the card at launch and start accumulating pool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, short answer is just keep in contact with me. You're speaking my language, links. I'm so pumped. <laughs> this is how we do deals right here. We do them on podcasts. We make deals on podcasts. Yes, very public deal right now. Here we're doing it now. That's right. Okay. So we'll work together on that. And then, and then I wonder, so, so, okay. So there's the main mechanic is spending and earning, right? So you're, you're spending and then you're getting governance tokens. It could be anything though, right? It could be NFTs. It could be other stuff. I mean, uh, it, and there's also, it sounds like an app. There's an app that you would like interact with the, the, the protocol with. Eh? Mm -hmm. You're connecting yep. your smart wallet. You're, you're connecting yep. your wallet. So we want to get to the point where you are connecting your wallet, but at first we're going to do uh, we're going to do that the app itself is a wallet, and the reason for that is uh, as we're doing as we're teaching users how to use uh, blockchain, there are some big barriers that that stop people from being able to use it. One of them is is gas fees. Uh, so we want inside the app. This is why I call it a waiting pool. Um, we want the whole experience inside the app to be gasless. Uh, so they're going to be custodial wallets at first, uh, but we also want it not to just be people's end stop uh, into Web3. We want it to be the beginning for them. So as we start teaching them some of these concepts, you know, what is, uh, 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 how do you swap? How do you stake? Um, how do you delegate? How do you vote? Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, someone's like, I want to get, I, I want to learn more. Uh, well, luckily, Bankless has a, an amazing product called Bankless Academy, which teaches you 
all about non-custodial wallets. And, and so we can start sending our users over there. And that's the point where we really want users to be able to enter their own wallet. Now, it's something that uh, is going to probably come quickly after launch. But um, because we like to be super focused, uh, it, it's probably not going to be a launch feature. But uh, the, the wallet itself, sorry, the app itself will be your wallet at first. And then shortly after, uh, we'll allow people to attach their custodial wallets. But no matter what happens, um, because the app is a wallet, you can send your gains to uh, to a wallet of your choice regardless. And you could also delegate to that wallet uh, through Pool Together, yes? So Absolutely. You, so it'd it be able to... Oh, oh, I still, I still, yeah. Anybody who has a bankless card, we got to get them hooked up with delegation on Pool Together. It just has to happen. We need to get some chunk of money in in pool together that is delegated to every bankless card holder. So the winning starts right when they get the card. Yeah. Let's do and it. That's, that's a great way to get people excited. And I'm all about excitement. I mean, I think we're all excited right here. Layton's excited. Talos guy's excited. Link's excited. This is so cool. And then, and then you said Link. I mean, Link's you're dreaming dreams. You're obviously a visionary. You're, you know, you're, you're just, just giving out possible features, all the alpha, all this stuff, but it sounds like there's customizable cards as well. Um, potentially <laughs> yeah. like that would be built-in features but what's kind of cool is like put your favorite nft in a card and then a yeah. lot of times we don't even need actual cards anymore yeah get the burb on the card baby get that pool yeah. on the card but then but then also you don't even need yeah, the digital card is actually really fun like you could customize that baby anytime when you have to pay and then pulley shows up and gives you like a little wink every time yep. you every time you pay it'd be so cute It'd be so cute. I, I think That's the possibilities great. are pretty endless. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's pretty exciting because at the end of the day, this is going to be a platform upon which we're going to be building. Um, we want to build. I think a lot of a lot of people who are creating crypto cards right now, they're either centralized or they're building that bridge to Web three from the fiat side. We're doing the opposite. We are a DAO. Uh, we're 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 building it within Bankless DAO. We're building in public. Uh, you can see pretty much everything that we do, and uh, and we are building that bridge from the Web three side. Uh, to the fiat side. And the advantage of that is, well, first of all, there's shared ownership. That's the whole point of Web3, in my opinion, is is uh, is shared ownership. So um, you're not giving your money to some uh, to some bank, you're 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 uh, giving your money to a DAO you actually care about, and if you want, you can roll up your sleeves and get involved. Uh, you can't say that for a lot of these other cards. And uh, the second advantage is that when you when uh, when we do successfully build that bridge, uh, because we're building it from the Web3 side, there's actually going to be something interesting at the other side. Whereas all the people who are building it from the fiat side, uh, they're going to build it into crypto into what? Um, there's They don't have uh, connections with the communities. They don't understand the DAO ethos. They're just building it because uh, they want to make a bunch of money and and I totally understand that instinct but uh, you know that's not that's not what what we're about uh, we're about chasing your bliss what's that from you didn't make that up that's from something it's got to be from something but I'm not really sure what I feel like it's Oprah or something <laughs> we got the chat the chat's gonna Joseph Campbell is that a, jo is a Joseph Campbell oh follow your bliss okay smart investor pulling through so sorry one more links there's so much and my brain is running but I want to I want to get clarity on this. What is the fiat on, is there a fiat on-ramp with bankless card? So the fiat on-ramp is something that we're probably going to have to build. I mean, it's the, the fiat on-ramp right now is connect bankless card to your, to your, connect the app to your bank account, uh, put some money in, spend it as you would spend fiat money. 
and you're gonna get some uh, you're gonna get some rewards. So that's kind of like the the baseline feature. But uh, quickly after launch, we're gonna want to be building an on ramp. So uh, basically, swap your fiat for ETH. So it's gonna be swap functionality. Uh, we want to do it. We're still figuring out the best way to do it. Um, you know, there's the fast way to do it. There's the um, there's the like kind of like value aligned way to do it. And then there's kind of like this middle ground where we're where we're actually going to be playing uh because we want to get it out quick enough that it's useful um but in a way that we can actually get to our long-term uh vision of of this being like a decentralized tool for everyone so i mean short answer to your question is we're probably going to build it um you we may be um the the uh, coinbase uh, the decentralized coinbase eventually uh but you know that's going to take some work which we're figuring out how does it feel being bankless and working with Visa. Yeah, I, remember I, was people, up, it. I was at Permissionless, which is Bankless, was a sponsor, was one of the main hosts of the event. And there's a massive Visa booth. And I was just, it just blew my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, Visa's here. This is, it was the first time I'd seen that. So I just, anyway. But yeah, I mean, there's this like cognitive dissonance for Bankless, like, you know. Well, you know what? I think like the 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 beauty of what, of what you know, Bankless HQ did in creating Bankless DAO is that they took this this idea of being bankless and they put it to the community. And so the community is still figuring out what that truly means, what it means to be bankless. You know, I know that David and Ryan have a certain uh, view of what it means to be bankless, but for me, bankless can also just mean less banks. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, I think that, uh, some people say, oh, bankless card, that's crazy. That's like, that, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, for me, I think what Viva has built is uh, is a network that uh, that allows people to pay almost anywhere. And if you think about it, that's that's very similar to what blockchain is. Uh, so they they have built something of value, uh, and you could say that they're a big bag, bad bank, but in truth, they actually participate. Uh, sorry, they actually partner with a lot of these big bag, bad banks to make things happen, uh, and they are also investing heavily into the crypto space. So uh, for them, they want their network to be used. It's not about uh, the way that that banks make money. It's it's not about that. They just want to get usage on their network. Uh, and for me, I'm certainly uh, happy to use the devil's tools to to do God's work, if that makes sense. I'm I'm totally fine to uh, to make these kinds of partnerships, knowing that in the long term we're going to have to have to do something different than than all of these uh, than all these kind of traditional providers, but. Uh, in the short term, if it allows, uh, if it allows us to get adoption uh, without really, uh, without, um, without going against our values, then I will absolutely use any tool that we can do to do that. As long as we're we're still aligned with our values, and I think partnering with Visa is uh, is definitely a way that we can do that. You've got this like bankless can mean less banks using the devil's tool to use God's word. Are you in marketing? Do you do marketing? Uh, <laughs> I just been in startups too long, and I read a lot of comic books. And you know, they 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 tend to be cheesy, but uh, sometimes they give me some cool lines to say. That's it. You gotta get. You gotta live with the zingers. The zingers are where it's at. That's how you break through. I love that. So, links. <laughs> tell me how. Um, so, there is there's a bankless card division in Bankless DAO. Uh, how can we help? What, what what's your needs right now? How can, you know, I, I'm working with a coach right now who's talking to me about like being moving from disempowered language to empowered language like like moving from like oh the you know the, the world is hard i mean you know i it, all, obviously that could be abuse and whatever so that's i'm not saying that i'm just saying like instead of like bank you know 
making excuses like seeing opportunities and seizing the day, that sort of thing. So how can the pull together community help Bankless get this over the line? What, what are the things that, that you need um, to get that goal by the end of the year? We're always looking for contributors. Uh, I think that that's something that, uh, you know, every DAO is looking for. So if you're interested, hop onto the Bankless DAO Discord or DM me if you like. I'm, I'm on the Pool Together Discord and, and we can get you started. Uh, it's, uh, we're looking for contributors in, in marketing, in communication, in development, in operations, whatever you do. Uh, we'll put you to work and 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 we hope that we'll put you to work in a way that you actually enjoy what you're doing. So if you're interested in in what we're trying to build, then reach out to us. You know, that baseline of interest is really important. Um, the second thing is just get the word out. Uh, we have our Twitter bankless card, uh, at bankless card, I should say. And uh, and if you share it, uh, it's going to help us a lot because we're going to be able to get that word out. That's going to allow us to um, get some more grants, get some more funding. Uh, we're going to need to push this across the line. We're going to need funding for sure. Uh, so, you know, first we have to show that there's interest. Uh, and at the same time, we're doing a lot of validation on the technology side, on the on the uh, legal side, on the on the partnership side. Uh, so once we get that done, uh, we're going to be needing to uh, to fund this to get this done. So so get the word out, and you'll be helping us. Okay, now we've moved to the portion of the podcast where you explain DAOs and how to make them successful to us. Links. What <laughs> what are the ingredients for a successful DAO? I like to say that the baseline of uh, of like the baseline currency of a DAO is contribution. At the end of the day, all DAOs are is just a group of like minded people working towards some shared purpose. Uh, and I think like when you understand that contribution is everything, uh, then you realize that to make a successful DAO, you have to incentivize people to contribute. And I think that blockchain has allowed us to do that by by giving us these tokens, which we can use to give fractional shares of ownership to people. Um, and also that these the these tokens are you know fungible. We can we can spend them, we can trade them, we can um, we can trade them for for uh, fiat money that we can use to to buy groceries or, or our rent. So um, the difference between DAOs and traditional Web2 startups is just the ability to deploy effort and capital. And, and that comes from that core idea of, of a DAO is about contribution. So if you want to make a successful DAO, figure out how you can get other people to contribute uh, because they care, because there's some sort of financial incentive or some sort of other incentive, because at the end of the day, um, they are building something that, that they're going to need in the future. Uh, and I think that that is, is I mean, that's very high level view. If you want to get into tactics, we can talk, we can talk tactics too, but uh, yeah. Yes, let's talk tactics. So you, I know you use Coordinate. Do you have multiple circles for Bankless? Like each division, each like group has their own circle. And then you also talked about bounties. What are what are ways for DAO, uh, DAO contributors to see that uh, reward for their contributions? Yeah. So uh, every so the the wonderful thing about Bankless is that uh, the decentralized ethos is is alive in everyone. So it means that there is you know every DAO has a centralized treasury. But that treasury we uh, we're in the middle of our seasonal funding process now, where we take our our kind of uh, seasonal funds and we distribute it across to projects guilds um, and other organizations within the DAO that then decide what they do with that uh, with that bank. Uh, so for the, now, the good part is that since we're decentralized, we're resilient. If one guild implodes, there are still 13 more that can stand up and pick up the slack. If one project goes down, there are uh, any number of contributors who are who are willing to step up and either pull that project across the finish line or start a new project. Um, 
the that's the that's the beauty of de decentralization. The difficult part is that each one of those groups uh, has their own way of doing things. And you know there have been some efforts to uh, to create kind of DAO wide culture, DAO wide tools. Uh, so the way that we do it in Bankless DAO for Coordinate is we have a monthly DAO wide Coordinate, and this is usually at least two to three hundred people who are participating in this Coordinate. Uh, and uh, there's a there's 1.5 million bank up for grabs every month. So that's that's a really good way. Uh, just by contributing, uh, you get a lot of bank. And uh, and uh, each of the individual guilds as well usually has at least a seasonal coordinate, if not a monthly coordinate. And it depends kind of on the maturity of the guild and and how good their operations are. But uh, but that's a, a good way to do it if if you want to get into into bankless. Basically, if you contribute, people are going to award you in the coordinate round. Uh, beyond that, uh, there are lots of different bounty systems that people use. A lot of people are using Dwork. I'm on a project called the Bounty Board. And we post centralized bounties on our Discord. Uh, this is uh, uh, something that you can also do as well. If you're in Bankless, you can check out the Bounty Board channel and see what's on there at any given time to gain some bank. Uh, but if you really wanna, if you really wanna get bank, the best way to, is to find uh, a group that has been around for a while, because usually what they've done is they've uh, they've created a process which bounties the kind of work that needs to be done. I think that the newsletter squad in Bankless is the absolute best example of this. They ship like, I think four or five newsletters. Um, you know, some of them are weekly. I think most of them are weekly, but uh, for each of the, you know, for writing, for art, for uh, copy, for uh, research, for summarizing, each one of those has a bounty associated with it. And so for a new contributor to get plugged in is extremely easy. You just pop in, you put up your hand, they put you to work, uh, you, you do the deed and, and you get paid in bank at the end of the month. Uh, and you can keep doing that over and over and over again because they're just always shipping. So Lynx, you're a startup person. You've had experience with the Wild West that it is. And there's this, um, you know, you read all these business books or whatever, and they talk about strategy and mission and vision and heading a direction and and uh, and I've experienced this, you know, at Pull Together with marketing. Uh, you know, there's there's a way to do marketing, like traditional marketing, that can that can be read. You know, mar the marketing principles are still marketing principles, no matter if you're in Web two or Web three. But DAOs don't. Uh, it's like herding cats, as you know. It's like there's so much execution, there's so much tactics, but there's not, um, you know, as much like top down. Here's our goal. We've all decided on this. Now let's do this. Now let's, there's a lot of experimentation. There's a lot of, you know, like I said, herding cats. And I also love cats. So, um, what? Any suggestions on how to optimize that? Where you're allowing for innovation, you're allowing for iteration, you're allowing for execution, but you're still tweaking strategy and having this kind of organic thing that that um you know I guess optimizes your returns. Like ideally, everybody would start. I, I don't know. This is the the conundrum that I feel like I wrestle with at Pool Together is just I want to get everybody on the same page and have the same strategy and the same vision and the same direction, um, which which there is, but I, but I want to make sure everybody has that, but that's just not possible. So any suggestions? What are you thinking? Yeah, and I think like what I said before around decentralization, the, the, the point of it is resilience. I think like that's a big draw of decentralization. Um, everything else is, is kind of um, secondary. And, you know, I'll say one thing that we don't do as good as centralized organization is the kind of speed that you can act in a centralized organization. 
And you see that in Web 2. You say it's the Wild West, but there's like really a, a standard operating procedure that a lot of the investors will will kind of enforce upon you as they're investing inside in, in your company. Uh, so I truly do believe that um, having a strong aligned culture around uh, your purpose, your mission, your values, um, that's probably the best, uh, the, the best thing you can start with. Uh, but really um, understanding strategy and uh, and uh, um, communicating that strategy around your organization, you can make that a centralized effort. But but it's it's something that has to be pull, not push. So you have to make that strategy so good that people won't ignore it. And uh, that is uh, that is the tough part because in centralized organizations, you're used to a boss saying, "Here's the strategy. Do this." go and do it and and you know i'm the boss so so that's that i say what goes but in a decentralized organizations where people are choosing whether or not to work on what you're doing you have to be you have to make it uh so that it stands up to scrutiny so probably you're gonna have to do more upfront work to ensure that that strategy is actually good and holds up uh when people are starting to question it and if it does that you're gonna start getting people you know, slowly one by one, it's a it's a game of consensus where people start buying in to your uh, to your strategy. And then as they do that, the nice thing is um, after you have like a few uh, uh, as long as you you keep topping up that that kind of alignment to the strategy, uh, people can figure it out themselves. And I think that uh, the decentralized way of working is also very much like the agile way of working. And agile has kind of been a buzzword over the last 10 years. And in startups and and in uh, software development in general, but all of the philosophies of agile apply very well uh, to to working in uh, decentralized organizations. And you know, I'll give a pitch to to a, a guild that I'm a member of, the Project Management Guild over at Bankless DAO. Uh, we are exploring the best ways uh, to to manage projects over uh, uh, in in Web three. And it's it's really based upon agile principles. And I think that uh, if you really want to uh, to organize a group of disparate people, you know, if you really want to herd cats, um, project management skills are going to be uh, the number one thing you can do, uh, the the number one thing you can pick up to to figure out how to herd those cats. Uh, so if you're really learning how, if you really want to learn how to do it, uh, you can you can join us over at the PM Guild at Bankless DAO, and uh, and you'll learn firsthand. Do you have any thoughts on long governance posts? I know that Amazon, uh, they're talking about their executives, how they write six page briefs and meet around six page briefs, and I'm convinced as a marketer that people don't read. And then I look at governance posts and I'm like, oh dear God, there's so much, there's so many words here right now. And, uh, and, you know, having ADD, you know, not being as detail oriented uh, as I would like, uh, I miss stuff. And I feel like, uh, you know, uh, uh, as zingy as possible, how can we communicate as clearly as zingy as quickly? As uh, I think that applies to strategy, but I also think it could apply to governance. So, uh, any, any thoughts on governance in such a massive, uh, behemoth organization such as Bankless. Full disclosure, I am a source of many of these super long governance posts. If you hop on the Bankless DAO, uh, you can see that I'm I'm a, I'm a prime uh, uh, offender, let's say. But I'll, <laughs> I'll also say uh, that uh, there are ways to to reduce this kind of burden of strategy, burden of, of understanding, uh, and uh, we're working on that at the Bankless DAO Grants Committee. Uh, so I happen to be on the Bankless Out Grants Committee as well, and uh, we are working on systematizing the way that we have some kind of like visibility or accountability across the DAO uh, so that you can 
so that you can see what individual projects are working on, you know, what individual projects priorities are without necessarily ne needing to delve down into details. And the way that we do that is, is we have like two to three KPIs, key performance indicators, numbers uh, per project. Uh, and those, those numbers tell a story. Uh, one thing I said when we started on this effort to do it is that um, bad KPIs are worse than no KPIs at all. Uh, so really understanding how to construct a narrative around those numbers, it can be difficult, but when you do it right, it means that you can scan a single page and see where all the different groups in the DAO are going, how they're doing, and, and what their strategies are. Um, to answer your original question of of how can we uh, engage people with governance, you didn't ask exactly that, but but it seemed like kind of what you were alluding to. Um, the 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 short answer is bridge the gap. Uh, you have to go to you have to communicate people in a way that they care. Uh, so for some people, that's extremely long forum posts where you talk about every single detail and you go back and forth in the comments on the details, uh, getting in deep. And for other people. It's just three numbers. I just want to know the three numbers. Tell me what this. Tell me what you're trying to accomplish with this governance proposal, and uh, and tell me, you know, how I can know that you're being successful. Uh, and if I think it's a good effort, I'll vote for it. And for some people, it is a video. And for some people, it is to get on a podcast. And for some people, it's a tweet. Uh, so the nice thing about uh, DAOs uh, is that you can find people who have all of these skills and people who care. Uh, so at the end of the day. Uh, your media or your ability to communicate, um, well, because we are working in this kind of like information-based medium, uh, your ability your ability to communicate to as many different kinds of people as possible is gonna is gonna show how successful you are. So if you're looking to uh, to get your governance idea across, uh, say it in lots of different ways in lots of different mediums in whatever way it's gonna take for people to listen to what you're saying. Yeah, and, and don't let me sway you. I mean, maybe it is it is better to have long missives on governance post, you know, because I mean, I think writing is a skill and being able to clearly communicate an idea is a skill and also being able to form an argument or a, um, you know, a, uh, rationally explain is, is a skill and it's, um, I have within myself of like, maybe I need to learn this skill to survive in web three because I need to be able to put stuff up on governance, but I also want to do it in my own way to where like, I'm using all caps. I'm like, you know, being funny and those sorts of things. Uh, so I'm just trying to find my way in Web3 governance posts. And I also don't like to read seven pages, but maybe I just need to do that. Or maybe we need, you know what we need? We need audiobook governance. I need to just yeah. be able to like what, you know, like I, I got to drive an hour today. We pop on, pull together governance and just listen at 2.5x well, speed. Exactly. I was going to say, I mean, you, you're doing the podcast, you're hosting the podcast, you like the podcast. So what you do is, you put your governance ideas in your podcast, and then you have someone who likes writing come in and take all those ideas out, put them into a forum proposal, and then boom, you're both authors. Delegation. And also, I mean, <laughs> hey, I already I, I I use Descript, which is an app that auto transcribes this stuff. So the work is is halfway done right there. It's so good. Thank you, AI. There you go. AI for the win. Okay, Links, before I let you go, I need to know your your calls for 2022. I always like people to try to predict the future so that we can berate them online when they're wrong or we can praise them as gods when they're right. So 
links. What are your predictions for the rest of 2022? Oh man, you're really putting me on the spot here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say you're going to see the launch of Bankless Card uh, to great fanfare and uh, and utility. Uh, and uh, it's going to have uh, pool together as they launch DAO. And uh, that is, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know uh, 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 if I want to go beyond that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would really like to see that happen. I love that. We are we are manifesting that right now on this podcast. It's the secret and that's <laughs> what we're doing. We're manifesting it. We're going to speak it into existence. But so, but links, would you go outside of pool together and bank lesson? Just things, even just things that you are interested in, things that like have piqued your curiosity uh, in the NFT space, in the crypto space, you know, just, just anything that you're, that you're like, hmm, that's, that's, I mean, I guess that I just truly believe that um, Web3, like, I don't want to, I don't, I guess like the idea of Web3, that ownership economy, I believe it's going to start attracting um, more people, different kinds of people. I think the best way, and I'm not sure if it's going to be 2022 or 2023, but I think like the best way to start a startup actually is in, is in, is as a DAO. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of legal issues related to it and there are a lot of compliance issues and there's a lot of like little things that need to be solved. But when those things are solved, uh, the new way to start a startup is going to be uh, online on on blockchain uh, because it just makes so much more sense in the way that they're doing it right now. I love that. I noticed on Twitter there's like uh, a DAO that actually allows DAOs to form. Um, but I forgot what it was. Uh, it's like start to the K. There you go. Kali DAO. Um, and so actually how yeah, you then become, they're like an umbrella LLC for all these LLCs. I guess it's in the, in North America or in the United States at least. But, um, but, oh, that brings up a question. Bankless DAO or the bankless card is US only. You're passing them out in Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're going to launch in the USA because that is where, well, so we did a bunch of, uh, did a bunch of surveys and that's where about 50% of the people who are on our pre-launch list want to, uh, live. They live in the U S and Canada. Uh, so in North, we're going to launch in North America. Um, I think like the order of launching is going to be, uh, North America, Europe, uh, and then Asia, but, uh, and you know, we, we want to get into Africa as well. Cause we actually have a lot of contributors in Africa. The intent with this card is for it to be a worldwide asset for anyone who is on blockchain to use uh so the the for for it to be easy for for our users to use we're gonna have to do some hard work uh so we're working on that but we believe in the iterative approach so we're gonna start somewhere and that place is gonna be the the uh, uh that place is gonna be north america and we will expand uh as quickly as we can well links thanks so much for spending time this together and uh i'm really excited about this new venture that you're doing and that i just kind of glommed pulled together on just on this podcast but we're it's going to happen. We're so excited. I really enjoyed myself. So I want to thank you for uh, for having me on here, Hot Mike. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. All right. Well, that was the Pull Together Community Podcast. Thanks for listening. You can deposit at pulltogether.com. Now on Optimism. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pull Together Community Podcast. You can visit pulltogether.com to deposit. And we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pull Together Discord and let us know.